Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted, as always, by hashtag basketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. And guess what? It is free. Go check them out. Hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I'm going to start these off with a trivia question this year. Are you excited for that? Here we are. Yes. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about these trivia questions. I like you keep me on my toes at the beginning of uh, the season and throughout the season at the beginning of the podcast. You're keeping me on my toes. Uh, I do not really want to talk about the team that we're about to talk about today. So please feel free. Hit me with these trivia questions. Okay. So this one's, this one's got, there's a caveat to this one because it's a little bit easy, but also a little bit hard. So how okay. many Sacramento Kings finished in the top 100 in per game value last year, Ooh. which you should be able to get that part. If you really think about it per game value. But, All right. But I want you Sabon- to, am I allowed to pick Sabonis? Yes. End of the season on the Kings. So he definitely counts. Okay. Um, but you got to name the the people too. Oh. That's the difficult part, I think. In this, that might be so. The top one hundred. You're. I'm not gonna. I don't get a number to shoot for. When it, I don't understand what you're asking. How many? How many dudes? I have to figure out how many dudes. Yeah, that should be the easy part. And I have I to name them. Yeah, I think the dudes should be the easy part. Okay, Sabonis, so obviously. Um, De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Pretty sure. Uh, Richard Holmes, obviously. Oh, is that there's only three? It's there's only three. Holmes. Ooh, is Rashawn per, Holmes your your guess per game? He didn't play a lot of games. He played in forty five. He only played twenty four minutes a game, and he was one hundred and eleventh ranked in per game value. Uh, Eight category. Fucking tournament. Rashard Holmes. So Here's some Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Harry B. Uh, an Harry always, B. Himself. An always underrated fantasy guy. I bet you a lot of listeners were in leagues where uh, Harry B went undrafted. That's what I mean. And he was the 91st best player in per game value, and he played 77 games. So in total value, much higher. I could look that up for you if you really want to know. But it yeah, was let's, uh, let's hear it. All right, as we switch it over to total. You're right. Harrison Barnes is one of those players that's 56. Ooh, Harrison damn. Barnes. 56. I'm going to have to change. I have not started. It's far too early to start rankings, far too early to th- be thinking about that. But we're going to be doing our rankings a little bit differently this year. We're going to be doing them live on the show um, for all our listeners out there. Um, I have to, you know, I have to write that down as a note. Harry Barnes, just pay attention. Harrison Barnes is a, I under, have what, might be the most Barnes. underrated player in the league. Huh? I have drafted Harrison Barnes outside the top 100, I swear to you, for like the last Ever since he's been in Dallas, was that like four years now, five yeah. years now? That was a long time and ago. He is always pretty much a standard league player that everyone that no one ever wants. Oh, here's Bard sucks. No, nobody wants him. And I understand why, Harrison right? His good. blocks are basketball. shit. And obviously, if you haven't noticed, we're talking about the Sacramento Kings here in our 30 teams in over 30 days um segment that we do every year at the beginning of the year. Um, let's talk right about Harry Barnes then. Um this probably the sleeper of this team, like like we've just said. But I get why people don't like him because I I know why I don't like him. Right? Um, no steals, no blocks. Um, all right, points. 
not but very no good threes. Bad, no bad categories, really. No. He's like average or a little bit above in almost every category except for blocks. Point you know what's two, nice? Blocks not great. You know what's uh what's really nice here? 83% from free throw, 47% from field goal. Yep. That's nice. Those are nice little stats. If That's why pick, I thought you might get this because he's a, he's a roto guy. He is a roto guy. Um, and, and, and really, um, what, you know, well, a turnover and a half feels like a lot, but not really turnover and a half. It's not a lot when you, when your best players are getting like four. Yeah. Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I think, um, we don't really, I don't, why do people not respect Harrison Barnes? You think? I, you know what? I don't really know because I guess because like he had that stint where he was like the whatever place player on the Warriors, then he got traded for Andre Godala, right? Yeah. Well, I guess he didn't really get traded for Andre Godala, right? They're on the same team. Like Andre Godala went to the bench and, and Harrison Barnes started that one year. And then Harrison Barnes went to Dallas and was kind of their best player for a hot minute. Briefly. And then, and then but like should have never been the best player on any team. And then he went to the Kings and he's kind of just been, I don't know. I feel like everyone forgets about every King. Uh, yeah. And I think that's why potentially, potentially, potentially um, we always kind of forget about the Kings. People overlook the Kings. And that is usually what, uh, when you find kind of like that, uh, that low value, like low price. How about that? Low priced player, good value, but low priced player. That's what we usually end up finding on the Kings, but the Kings have always been really weird. And it's a team of weird players. So like you have De'Aaron Fox, right. Has been almost a breakout candidate every year of his career. Never really broke out. You have Dante Sabonis, who is a very great fancy basketball player on a team. Once again, where he just, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. You have Richard Holmes, who is a great per-game fantasy um, player, right? You, you, but he doesn't – when he plays minutes, and he stopped playing minutes. So where how is this team being redefined? It seems aimless, right? The Kings seem aimless, but they've seemed aimless for, for ages, and then they just brought over uh, Kevin Herter. Yeah, Malik Monk. I mean, like they they've added some pieces. You know, they've got some pieces. They the West is insane. I mean, we can talk about that if you want. Like, yeah, if you're in make, the West the playoffs, you should, if you are mediocre in the West, you should be tanking. Ask ask Pop. Ask the Spurs. Call them up. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't. I they have this, such a long playoff drought that at this point, like, you got to just do anything you can do to try you? to break it. Do you? I mean, you've tanked for how many years and you've never got good. So, I mean, what? <laughs> right? I mean, like, dude, they have not made the playoffs in what? what is it, like, sixteen years? Hey, God, it's. I think they're the top, like the longest streak, right? I think it's them. Well, yeah, because Minnesota's broken it a couple times. There, they have not made the playoffs since two thousand and six. Oh God, man, I was a kid back then. Yeah. My whole life ahead of me, and the Kings still haven't been to the playoffs. Damn. Since they've made the playoffs, guess how many head coaches they've had? 
Oh. Fifteen. Did I go too high? Uh my Brank Brown's gonna be there twelve. Damn, that's a lot. I was I was like fifteen is absurd. It can't be fifteen. Tw- so it's almost fifteen. <laughs> twelve in what is that? Sixteen years? Yeah. They had three in one year. Why did they get rid of Michael Malone? I don't know. That was he was eleven and fucking thirteen that year, too. Yeah, everybody was kind of like, I remember when that happened, everybody's kind of like, what? nothing's happened yet. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're, they were 11 and 13. Guess how many games they won that entire season? <laughs> 20? 29. <laughs> oh, God. God, they're <laughs> fucking terrible, man. They are so, they are so bad. But let's, let's talk about the, the this team, this breakout team, uh, the breakout, the break up, the breakout. Mm, I don't know which word I want to use. Are you, just, at, are you just making up words now? I am just, this is my new thing. I'm going to make up words this year and see which one sticks. See what people want to hear. Uh, the breakup breakout of this team, obviously De'Aaron Fox. Let's talk about him. Obviously he's going to start. He's obviously going to be the point guard. Um, I'll, I'll venture a guess here. What's what's he looking like this year? Like, you know what I mean? Like he's 25, right? He's he plays heavy minutes. He's never really broken into anything in, uh, specifically. He's almost even regressed in his steals. So like what what kind of player are we looking at here on a on a team once again he's on a team that's going to not be good. I don't think I'm going to own him on any teams. And why is that? Uh, 59, 58, 51 games. Now you got to remember some of those were shorter years for the the Kings because I don't think they made it to the bubble. And there was only 72 games in 2021. But like, it's just he's he misses some time. Every year, it seems like the assists went down because of Sabonis coming. And I don't think they're going back up. So you're looking at probably like maybe six assists a game if you're lucky good points okay steals i mean fine rebounds for a point guard half a block's good percentages are pretty good but doesn't every year like like he finished 66th in per game value last year isn't he gonna go in like the top 50 like he always does yeah i think that's that's always the issue with De'Aaron fox is he for some reason right out of all the kings he has name value um, people know De'Aaron Fox, and I think it's because they always think he's going to break out. No, no, maybe this is the year, right? And I will, I, I do say he did play kind of better with Sabonis than he did most of the year. If I, if, if I'm remembering uh, correctly, uh, now granted he was playing like close to 40 minutes a game. Well, he missed the entire end of the season, so from basically yeah. the trade deadline on, he. That which is for him a very small 16 game sample size. Very he small. did average 29 points, 6.8 assists, 4.3 rebounds, steal, half a block, shot 50% from the field, 76% from the free throw line. But again, you're talking 16 that's, games. So that's not I mean, bad, but we we talk about this all the time on watching the boxes. Um, the small sample size theater do not get in the trap for a small sample size theater, do not fall into the trap of being tricked by 16 game spans of a, of a player. Right. Um, I agree. I don't think we're going to see um, top 50 player. That's the question. I don't think he's we're going to see him. No, I don't think he's, he's going to be top 50 there. player. 
I'm almost positive he's going to go there. So if you're not willing to pay that price, you're not going to own De'Aaron Fox. He's not and I don't think I'm going to own De'Aaron Fox. Nope. We talked about Harry Barnes, probably going to be in your last few rounds and definitely worth the value. Uh, let's talk Dante Sabonis real quick. Dante Sabonis looked pretty good as a king, but he looked as good as he did in Indianapolis pretty much. Um, I don't think like, – I think the only key right here is that, like, he was a focal point for Indiana's offense. And in Sacramento, right, he's still taking on a bit of that role. Like, he's taking assists away from Fox. But also Fox is uh, needs the ball in his hand in order to operate, right? Um, maybe they played better together um, as they get more used to each other. But for Sabonis um, – I like Sabonis as a across the board fantasy player. I like all the little things he does. I like getting the assists out of my big guy. I like getting 12 rebounds a game. That's nice. He was a top 20 player in ADP last year. I, be- I believe that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where his ADP falls. He finished 30th last year per game. Um, I played 62 games, so it's probably a little bit lower in the totals. Um, I'm in. In the third round, in the second round, I, I don't want Sabonis in the second round, man. No, I don't want to pay for Sabonis in the second round either. Third round, I think, is perfectly fine, especially if you're looking for the to double down on rebounds or just to finally get rebounds. Oh, man, if you're finally getting rebounds in the third round, you got lucky here with Sabonis hanging around. I'm not sure he's going to be hanging around in the third round, though. I think he's like a late second round, early third round. I think people still have this. He's still got that stink on him. And I don't know if he should still have that stink on him. If he should have that high of a, of a vibe, because he's not going to, I'm sorry. If he didn't like playing in Indiana, he's not going to like playing in Sacramento. Well, and you know, we talk about this all the time. Like where does Sabonis get better? Like, okay. He only averaged 19 points a game last year. I guess you could say he gets it over 20, but is he going to get it much over 20? Like, no. He could get a couple more assists maybe and get that. Like he did average 6.7 in 2021. The rebounds. I mean, he's not getting more than 12. Well, yeah, I don't know why. First off, 12, don't know why it's going to go up. Uh, Like you're saying, I agree. Assists, why would they go up? What's he going to get better at? And the answer is, I don't think too much. Is he going to develop a three-point shot all of a sudden? Doubt it. No. Right. And so for me, it's like, okay, you know, he's – was the 30th ranked player in per game value is probably going to be like the 30th ranked player in per game value. So, but like, I mean, look, just looking at the rankings below him, there's plenty of guys where I'm like, Oh, I'll take the upside. This guy can work his way into the second round. Guys like John Morant, right. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard ranked a little bit below him. Bam out of bio. Like I'd rather have Bam out of bio than Demontis Simonis. Yeah, of course. That's not even a question. Bama is great. Right. And so I'm sorry. Like you, like, the way you in, said that, I was like, wait, why would that not be like, I was very confused for a second. I was like, why would he not be ranked higher? Right. And I mean, this one just finished a little better last year because of Bam's, I don't zero three pointers. Yeah, sure. Um, mostly, but it's like, uh, I don't even know that he's like, if firmly in my third round, and that's what I mean. Like if he's in the third round, fine. You want to take him, you need a big man. He's the last big man left. Great. Do it. But He's probably like right at the end of my third round, personally. I think that's fair. Yeah, he's 26, so he's still in his prime. Uh, but where does he go? Where does he go from here? 
Does he have, does he have more? Does he have more to his game? Is he going to find more of that game in Sacramento? Uh, I really doubt it. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be a very similar season for him. The only risk there is like, if he gets tired of being losing in Sacramento, which everybody does. Right. Uh, let's talk about the other two players. I, I want to talk about this team. And then we got, uh, if there's any time left, uh, we will uh, talk about uh, some of the bench boys, but Richard Holmes, a fantasy darling, everybody getting, uh, getting wet for Richard Holmes over the last few years. And everybody who drafted him uh, got real sad when he played only 23 minutes a game, 45 games uh, without the minutes. Richard Holmes is not valuable. What about this year? Is the question is the minute are the minutes going to yeah. be there or are the, the, are the minutes coming back? He played less when Sabonis was there, not more. He certainly did. So, I mean, I guess it depends on what is Sacramento's goal here, and it should be to develop Keegan Murray, who's a forward. So. I think you play Sabonis and you play Harrison Barnes and you play Keegan Murray. And that means you don't play Rashawn Holmes. If you're, especially if you're trying to develop your fourth overall pick and win a few games. Um, so I don't really see Rashawn Holmes having a huge role now in 24 minutes a game, he was still the 111th ranked player. But again, he's a guy for me that's going to probably fall into that Mitchell Robinson category where like dudes are going to get hyped because they're going to go, oh, Sean Holmes, a beast. He's so good and per minute and he's going to get more minutes. Yep. But I don't think he's going to get more minutes, man. I think he's a great uh, he's a great auction guy to be like one dollar. Richard Holmes. Uh, have at it, boys. I, I, I don't want anything. I don't want anything to do with him. Uh, maybe if he's around in my final rounds on a on a, you know how you get with the groups that are a little too savvy. They're like, I'm not going to pick Richard Holmes. Then suddenly it's like the last round. You're like, oh, you know, I'm going to drop him if he doesn't play anyway. So why not? If he starts playing, great. That's how I, that's how I'm going to draft him. And I, so I don't think I'm going to have a lot of Richard Holmes. You mentioned uh, Keegan Murray. Uh, Let's say the the Kings come out and say Keegan Murray is going to start night one. He's going to play 32 minutes a game. Are you drafting him in your redraft league? I mean, is somebody or am I? Are you? Am I? I mean, in the last round, sure. In the second to last round in a 12-team league, maybe even, depending on what's available. Uh, stats were phenomenal at Iowa, but sadly he won't be playing at Iowa. Nope. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Plus, we just mentioned, right, they got Rashawn Holmes, they got Harrison Barnes, who's it's probably best suited as a power forward nowadays. Like, I no, I'm not drafting him. I'm not excited about drafting him. If they are committed to starting him from night one, I'd take him in the last couple rounds as a flyer. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't think I will be um, – I don't think I'll be taking him at all. Um... Which that's like – so you think Sacramento and you think like a lot of times like their players get overlooked and like, I think literally every King might, their ADP might be higher than I want to pick them. Really? That's strange. That's surprising. That's what that I was thinking. Me. But that like, think me. about it. Sabonis, where's he going to go? He went in the top 20 last year. Yeah. Is he 
probably going in the second round again, right? Maybe third, maybe early third, but even early third. I don't want him in the early third. There's way better guys I'd rather have in the early third, right? Oh, certainly. De'Aaron Fox going to go in the top 50. I don't think he's a top 50 player. Rashawn Holmes no. probably going to go like in the top 100. I don't want Rashawn Holmes in the top 100. Neither do I. I don't want to, I don't want either one of those guys. Let's, real quick, let's talk about Kevin Herter and Davian Mitchell. Oh, well, you don't want to talk about Malik Monk, who finished 108th last year for the I, Lakers? Not really. I don't want to talk about Malik Monk. I feel like Malik Monk might be their next best fantasy player. All right. Uh, fine. We can talk about Malik Monk if you want, I guess. Well, I mean, Malik Monk, right, was the I've heard best. Of him. <laughs> he was the best king in per-game value that didn't play for the Kings, right? I mean, he was 108th per-game value. What he did was played more minutes than he's ever played in his career for the Lakers. And he basically produced the same stats he had been producing in Charlotte. Um, Is there 28 minutes a game for Malik Monk on the Kings? I mean, technically there could be 28 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes from Malik Monk, but you got Kevin Herter there and you got Davian Mitchell both of which I feel like you don't, you don't go out and pick up Kevin Herter if you don't want to play him. And Davian Mitchell, in my opinion, looks to be, you know, like the one of the better young fantasy players on the team. So is Malik Monk playing the three and Harry Barnes is playing the four? It's possible. Well, and that's that's the this, only way it happens. That's where this roster gets complicated is because like, do you play Fox and Mitchell together a ton? That's I mean, like Mitchell's a good defender, but he's small, man. Yeah, and I don't think Fox he can. is not. So, but that that whole stretch where Fox was out and uh, and uh, Davian Mitchell was uh, running the Kings, that was a lot of fun. That might have won some people their leagues. Uh, who was touting Davion Mitchell all last year, yeah. man? Tyler, you you were on top. You're on top of Dave. You. You're always on top of Davian Mitchell. I, I got to do what I got to do. You're always but on top. If you're not going to play Fox and Mitchell together, nope. Who's the two? It's Herder or Monk. And shouldn't the other one be playing the three? Because Harrison Barnes really isn't much of a three anymore. Nah, he's a four. That's what so. I mean. And so's Keegan Murray. So, like, if you're going to say you don't want to play Mitchell and Fox together because that's too small of a backcourt that can't defend well enough. You got to play Malik Monk. I guess so. And so that's what I mean. Like, And now, Malik Monk when he's, I mean, Malik Monk can score. That's what I mean. Does Malik, Malik Monk have this like tremendous upside? No, but will he probably be between a hundred and one fifteen? Is Mal- final rankings next year? I think is, so. Is Malik Monk threatening to become the next Harry Barnes? <laughs> Super fucking uh, boring. Nobody drafts him, but ends up now. Harry Barnes ended up uh, what in the top sixty in totals? I don't yeah. think Malik Monk's going to get there. But like a broke ass Harry Barnes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he kind of is because he's one of those guys, and like people, they either they take scoring on two. One, one either side of a coin, right? It's like, oh, he scores. He's a, one of the best players in the league. He's a top 10 player, right? Or it's, oh, all he does is score, so he sucks. I don't want him. Yeah. Right? Well, 
those guys are good, man. And getting 14 points a game is hard. Yes. Not that's a lot of guys are doing that. When you, if you're in a regular, even if in a regular standard league, 14 to 15 points is pretty nice. Yeah. And so I think Malik Monk is a standard league player next year. Is he going to be the sexiest player? No. Does he have the most upside of someone you could draft after pick 100? No. Is he probably going to finish between 100 and 115? Yes. Well, let's say he plays, you know, 75 games next year. What did he finish at totals last year? Uh, good question. I'll flip it over to totals and tell you. Because, we're, I mean, that's the real key. These boring players who don't do anything – great but don't do anything bad when they play like third 73rd in totals overall top 75 yep there you go that's what i mean and i'm like monk and harry barnes stay healthy they're going to be both top 75 players and and in per game if you're just looking per game right because a lot of people like to say oh well yeah he's good in total because he played a lot of games in per game he was 108 that's what i was trying to say like he's just good he's good enough to be a standard league player you should take him in your standard league Especially if he's falling out to the top 100. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna make this argument, Tyler. I play. I, I think about it like this: when I when you look at a guy who just consistently night in, night out, um, just kind of keeps scraping away at the numbers. A lot of people are gonna say, "Man, that's a perfect roto guy." Like you just put him in and you just sit there and you keep him the whole year long. And I'm gonna say I disagree. I think he's a perfectly fine roto guy. I think he's a better head-to-head guy because he can sit on your roster. You know when you play him, he's going to chip away and chip away and chip away. Of course, you want that per game, that big jump off the bench. But I think a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I just need you know somebody to go off for my per game on, on, on head-to-head. Nah, you need to win every single week, right? I, I think people got to got those views mixed up because what because when you look at roto you look at and this is maybe i'm getting a little philosophy a little early in the season but uh when you look at roto every single start matters you could just bring in motherfuckers off the waiver wire and and head to head but in roto every single starts matter so you want every single start to be that breakout start from the bench that quality start you that that boring average guy while good and while useful um is just an average start you want quality starts in roto but i think in head-to-head you want consistency that way you put him out there every single night in your utility or where wherever he's living and you know i'm gonna get 14 points i'm gonna get three rebounds and that he's got four games this uh this week and he's just gonna chip away at those totals and then you're gonna win those totals in your head-to-head categories ladies I'm actually with you on that. And I think too, in Roto leagues, like because there's not the constant churn of the waiver wire, it's easier to kind of get like the backup point guard who gets a start, right. Mm-hmm. Or like the backup shooting guard who's getting a start because someone's hurt and to get those kind of quality or starts where like in head to head leagues, dude, you see that like the moment someone freaking goes down, 52 everyone in the league's jumping the waiver wire trying to get you know whoever the backup is if you're in a even a semi-active league you got about 35 minutes that's what i mean and so like but in roto i feel like in most of the roto leagues i played like a lot of guys just like 
kind of set their roster and forget it. Like they're yeah. not even really looking. Well, they don't want to like. Players. They're like, oh, this guy's on the bench, but I think he'll be good in the second half of the season. So I'm just going to leave him there, even though he's struggling. And then you got Malik Monk out here uh, playing, you know, like 30 minutes, getting like 23 points a game for, uh, on a stretch, and going, oh, I that guy's kind of good. Yeah, probably should put him in here. Um, I, I also want to say this. We talk about this a lot. Malik Monk is only 24, so he's still young. That's not out of the, uh, out of question for him to take. And that's why I kind of like him better than uh, a boring Harry Barnes is that I'm looking at his game log from last season, uh, 33, 10 and five. It's a nice, um, Dude, there were some, nice games, line. there were some games where he was the Lakers, like first or second best player. Yes. And they 21, had an all-star that was in the lineup in some of those games. Yeah. 21, seven and seven. That's a nice, that's a nice line. 22, six, uh, six three-pointers, seven rebounds, three assists, two blocks, 41 points to end the season. Yeah, so you mentioned. There's something there. It's not like you're always going to get a boring-ass 15 points like, uh, you know, Harry Barnes there. You mentioned Kevin Herter, right? You want to talk about Kevin Herter? Yeah, we got to talk about Kevin If the question is Kevin Herter or Malik Monk, for me, it's not a question. Ouch. That's uh, harsh words for Kevin. And, and not you know that I've actually been a backer of Kevin. Yeah, you you like Kevin Hurt. I do, but for me, this is not a question. The the answer to the question is Malik Monk. If you're drafting one Sacramento Kings wing in your fantasy league, and the only two options in your strange, very strange league are Malik Monk and Kevin Herter, you want Malik Monk. I can't say that by the end of this podcast, I thought I would be saying Harry Barnes and Malik Monk are your best values on this team, but uh, here we are. Well, it's glad I'm glad that I convinced you, Michael. That's really all I do is I just I just joined this podcast to try to convince you on my crackpot theory. That's you know that's what that's what we're here for. It's like you got a good theory, I go ah, I don't believe that, and then you you put out the facts there, and then the listeners are better off for it. Um, Tyler. I think is there anyone else on the Kings you want to talk about? Um, Matthew, the return of Matthew Dellavedova. No, the question is, Davion Mitchell's going to get picked in your standard league. Do you draft Davion Mitchell in your standard league? I would draft Davion Mitchell in my standard league, but I probably would not waste anything uh, outside of the last three to four rounds. And you know how big of a supporter of his that I am. Very large. Very large. And I do not think I will own him on any teams because I have a feeling the hype train will be there a little bit in the sense that he will probably be going somewhere around pick 100. And I think that's a bit too rich for my boy. Yeah, I'm thinking closer to 120, uh, 110. But once you get into that area, we talk about this a lot, and we're going to be talking about this in the future. You got your tiers, your top tiers of these players that are just far and above everybody else. When you look at the rankings the way we do rankings here, at least I do rankings. I, I can't speak for Tyler, but you look at those top tier players, their heads and tails, they're worth two to three players. And then it starts to plateau out their, their overall value. When you look at the Z scores on different websites, you go to hashtag basketball.com. Um, that value starts to plateau out from about 45 to 75. And then 75, there's another lower plateau, 75 to 120. So once you're in that plateau, whatever, right? At least Davian Mitchell has that upside. Um, yeah. But- and if Fox leaves, if Fox gets booted before the season, it's obvious Davian Mitchell will scream up to like the fourth round. 
if uh, if Fox leaves. But is Fox at risk of being someone who gets traded midseason? Yes. Well, I mean, but we hear those rumors every year. Of course. So, and it's the Kings, so never never bet on what the Kings are going to do, in my never. experience. Um, but I think, too, that Mitchell's one of those guys that I'm going to wait and pick him up when you get frustrated with him. That's a great idea. Like, I don't want to waste my 100th pick or my 105th pick on Davion Mitchell when you can do it. He's not going to play a, a whole ton at the beginning yeah. of the season, I don't think. And when, when you get frustrated with him, I might be like, huh, I think I'll scoop me up a Davion Mitchell. Yeah, if he's going to be coming out of the gate playing like 25, 27 minutes a game, and he's going to have like – he had a bunch of these games too. Very frustrating games where you're like, oh, my God, this guy is uh, is uh, 25, uh, 7, and 9. Holy shit. 15, 17 and 17 assists. And then it's like, oh, the next game he had like nine points and uh, you know, like four assists. You're like, oh. He's still learning to huh. be an NBA point guard. Absolutely. That's, that's for certain. Yeah. And he's still going to have that growth. Uh, he's almost 24. Uh, he's going to get better. I think he's going to be a very good fantasy player in the future. But this season, I, it, the Fox has to get out of the way. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. And so um, I will say I will give him the yellow light, the tread cautiously, right? Like he's probably not going to be great at the beginning of the season, but if you're in a deeper league and you're looking for a guy with some real upside, maybe. Have you ever handcuffed a player like they do in uh, fantasy football? They're handcuffed to, uh, on a team for, for an NBA Fancy draft. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what I actually have in deeper leagues where it's okay. like 20, 30 teams or there's yeah. just like a crazy amount of bench spots, but it's normally not with a Davion Mitchell type because normally like, like I mentioned, right, he's probably going to go like somewhere around pick 100. There's some really good guys left at pick 100 that are definitely going to be starters. And in the deeper the league, like those guys like Malik Monk, right, the steady 13 points and a couple assists and a couple rebounds matters a lot more. They're so much more valuable in a deeper league. Right. And so like you want the handcuff where it's like, you know, oh, I can pick up the backup point guard to my starting point guard at pick 200, 225. We're like all those guys completely fungible, dude. It's all going to come down to just who gets the minutes, probably because someone else got hurt. The most important stat in fantasy basketball is minutes. And we'll say it a hundred times between now in the beginning of the season. Like we've said, it is great to be back. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, or just support us on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, I'm going to have to change those tiers. I think I'm just going to have a straight tier. This is for supporting the show. That's it. A uh, couple bucks. If you like what you're hearing, you think it provides value through your months throughout the fantasy basketball. We're not asking for a lot. Just a couple bucks. That's it. Helps us out. Helps the show uh, continue to be able to give you the fancy basketball analysis that you crave, that you crave, like a craving box. What what are those crave crave boxes I've been hearing about at Taco Bell, Tyler? Dude, I don't know, but Taco Bell is – we should not talk about Taco Bell. We'll be here for the rest of the night. Taco Bell is one of my, my guilty pleasures, Michael. Tyler, Taco Bell is one of my guilty pleasures, so uh, we're going to have to, if you if you support the show with enough $2 donations, we will go, we will eat Taco Bell on the show. 
uh, for you. That will that will be like a one of those goals that once we get to a certain amount of subscribers, we'll you talk about on the show. Uh, that's patreon.com slash watching boxes and twitch.tv slash watching boxes. Uh, definitely going to uh, be trying to utilize that a lot more uh, this season, uh, especially during the season as we, uh, as we get closer. But I mean, it still feels like the NBA is a long way away, Tyler, but it's not, is it? Uh, no, man. I mean, we're a month and a couple weeks from training camp. We're, uh, Another couple of weeks after that, the season's going to be started. The regular season's going to be starting. And yeah, it's like, going to be here before we know it. Oh my God. That's wild. That's crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Well, that's it. That's all we got. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Take it easy. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.